Life is a journey, and eventually all roads come together. You are listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Aaron Brenneman. And I'm Bryce Ginther. And this is Breaking Camp. Welcome, campers, to Breaking Camp Podcast. This is Bryce and Aaron, your camp hosts. Camp hosts. Well, you called them campers again. That's two I, weeks in a row. I did. I did. So, you know, we were trying to try different names, and, you know, I, I went through a few things, and just I want to know what to call you guys, you know, and so I keep coming back to campers. Where did you come up with that, though? I don't know. Weird. <laughs> yeah. At first, I didn't want to go there because it was too obvious and it was too just like, I don't know, it felt kiddish. But mm-hmm. we kept saying it around just like in our planning and stuff. And so I'm like, campers. Campers. Yeah. Breaking, hey, breaking campers. campers. So I like it. I'm thinking That's, of like the, the second day, the the first afternoon of camp, you get all settled into your bunk and then right. you show up into the big amphitheater yep. and then the guy comes out and he's got his big name tag on, yep. his funny hat and That's right. wild shorts, tall socks. Hello, campers. Exactly. Welcome to camp. Is. Whatever, you know. What would be the camp name of camp. our camp? Hmm. Camp. Camp. I don't know. <laughs> what well, if we if blank. we if we ad lib this we'll just end up ripping off somebody else's camera. I know I was gonna. So, that's all I was doing. But anyway, in my head, maybe someday we'll have a we'll have our own camp, and you could be the camp host host, and we'll both be the camp hosts, but you'll be the actual camp host with the golf cart. Me? The, yeah, it's your dream job. Well, I mean, you would be camp host of fun. And like, hey guys, and I would be the guy that's guy. saying, hey campers, yeah, and I would be. <laughs> Driving around in a little cart of some sort with a walkie-talkie, enforcing the rules, emptying the trash. Hey, don't forget it's quiet hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I think, let's start it up. How do we do it? A couple more Patreon supporters. Yeah. And we are there. That's right. To open up camp. talking today i think it's good it's valuable information mm-hmm. that we can all use yeah it can get a little nerdy this is season three into nerd the alert nerd alert nerd this alert. is two weeks in a row for that too it i mean it is every day of my life it just it's nerdy um but bryce like you went hiking you've been hiking right you've heard of hiking i've heard of it you've heard of it heard, you actually did it recently with your family i did okay yeah and you may have encountered some other uh, yeah. hikers. Sure did. Bikers. Nope. But but trail runners. Trail runners. Other hikers. Horses. No horses, but we... Oh, no. That's not true. I did. I think we ran into horses. Horses. Water um, buffalo. Huh? Water buffalo. We... Gosh, you know what? No. Didn't run no. into any of those. Mules. Nope. Okay. These are all things you can run into, but most likely you're running into... Other hikers, trail runners, bikers, dogs, dogs. And so I was, I was, we were somewhere a while back and I can never remember who yields to whom. Oh, so I I was, we were at a bike shop and I picked up a little brochure on like trail etiquette. And so it got me thinking about, Mm -hmm. let's talk about trail etiquette in the sense that when you're going, who should have the right of way? Who has the right of way? And there's many reasons of who has the right of way, primarily they're based around safety Okay. Because safety never takes a day off, even when you're hiking, especially when you're hiking. <laughs> safety never does. Safety take never a takes off. a day off. But there's some safety stuff, like right, like if you're on a mountain bike and you're coming around a blind corner, and all of a sudden you got a bunch of hikers there. Yeah. Like that's not safe. So it is because of safety. It's not because of like uh, politeness. Or... I think there's some politeness when you're on even when you're okay. hiker hiker, okay. biker biker. Horse, horse. Ultimately, there's, it's safety. But ultimately, it's safety. Like, you want to know what side of the trail do you step to when there's horses mm. to keep yourself safe so that you don't spook the horse mm. or the water buffalo for that <laughs> I would not matter. want to spook one of those. That'd be crazy. You just go down. It, it would be a granola guy 
walking down the trail with his knapsack <laughs> and a rope. I think I'd be more afraid of the guy with, with the water, water buffalo, buffalo than the actual water buffalo. Like likely, if especially if you have the um, domesticated water buffalo we have here, I think that's a little different than just grabbing a wild water <laughs> buffalo and saying, "Hey, water buffalo." Hey, carry yeah. my bags. That was exactly. But there's safety there because, like, you want to be on the right side, of the correct, proper. I don't want to say right. I'm going to do that for uh, mm. the proper, correct, safe side, mm-hmm. so that you are uh, not perceived as a threat or in mm. kick area of the horse or spooking an animal. So we'll talk about that. It's going to get a little nerdy, but there's a whole bunch of fun stuff. Okay. Before we get to that, you know, I need that. Let's. Let me start with my update. Number one. Um, okay, go. River's a swim dog now. Oh, he's got his little swimmer license. He's got his swimming license. <laughs> he's got his life vest. A few weeks back, we we chucked him in, right? Waders, yeah. paddleboard, got him in. He didn't love it, but he, he did it. Yeah. But it wasn't like, okay, now it clicked. We throw a stick, and he's 50 meters out. Right. Right? But... He got in the water. He swam from paddleboard to paddleboard. He, mm-hmm. I yarded him out in my waders. He swam back to shore. He didn't drown. Yeah. I've been taking him down to the park down the street from my house where there's a confluence of a couple of rivers. Yeah. And doing leash training because he tends to pull and he's like a 95-pound dog now. <laughs> yeah. I got to weigh him next week because it'll be nine so or ten big. months for him. So big. But we've been going down there and I just happened to take, you know, I like to take him over to the water afterward and be like, oh, splash and giggle, buddy. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we were at, all of a sudden in swim mode. Oh. But I just chucked a stick and he went, he went straight out after it. Oh, he did it. He's swimming. And That's so cool. He's swimming. He w- he's not at first. He wasn't swimming. I mean, he was no what's that guy? The tall guy we sell the cheeseburgers. Michael Phelps. <laughs> Michael. He's no Michael Phelps, right? <laughs> but because he swims out, he's all shoulder. He's, he's just all shoulder. Yeah. He's splashy. He's Here. he's pawing. He's going. And then he gets the. You know, we have a bird that we use just for the water. Yeah. He grabs it. He turns his body. His tail engages, and it's going. He's like an otter. He's just swimming. So on the graceful. way out, he's clunky, and then on the way back, he's, he's lots a... of splashing. <laughs> it's kind of like with diving, right? Like if you dive yeah. well, little splash. If you dive poorly, <laughs> big splash. This is how it is with him on the way out. Lots of splash, lots of noise, lots of chaos, and then on the way back in, graceful as a He'll get I don't it. know river otter. But we're down there, and there's a couple of old. Um, <laughs> I think they're Russian or Ukrainian gentlemen and mm-hmm. older guys, like probably like ninety, right? And they're oh, just wow. down there, yeah. And they're just kind of sitting, but they're cheering River on, and <laughs> they go over to him. He's That's getting awesome. really good on the recall, on the loud whistle. Like he's pretty good for the most part. Yeah. But if he sees a, another dog or people that are exciting to him, he goes. Mm-hmm. He's getting really good on the recall. But that guy was down there just cheering him on, and so that was the first day. So I've been taking him down. Once or twice a day awesome. to go swimming. And he's been a much, not a better dog. He's just getting more exercise. Yeah. And so he's good yep. because I got him shocked in the electric fence and he didn't want to go on the pasture oh, back no. in the day. And so, <laughs> but then he was pulling really hard. And so I didn't, yeah. that sucked to take him out. Yeah. You didn't want to take him on a Didn't leash. want to do that. So yeah. we're doing specifically training and we're doing swim training and swim time. How fun. It's been a lot of fun. Dude, so he's a swim dog. He it's loves the it. exact same philosophy that we took when we went camping, where it was like, hey, we got to tire these dogs out so that they'll be chill around mm-hmm. the campsite. And, I mean, it's the same principle home at home. You know, as long as they get enough exercise during the day, they don't get into mischief. They don't, you know, whatever, cause yeah. trouble. Tired dog's a good dog. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's, so you good. know, he's usually a pretty good dog, even if he hasn't got exercise. He's pretty chill. He yeah. just looks at me with this contempt. Like, we should be doing more fun stuff. <laughs> and then I feel bad. You're like, oh, man. And then I overthink it. And then I, you know. So this has been great. This That's last cool. couple of weeks has been really good. That's Swim dog. Awesome. Swim you dog. can find them on Instagram. I have not had as much fun. It's been it's been chores. Chore time. Yeah. Camp chores or farm chores? Just a little, like some yard work here and there. But then... I had it was just some like car chores hanging over my head. Oh, the things you know you need to do or you're gonna yes. have to deal with later. Yes, and I have mm. one still that I have to do, but like stupid, just dumb things like got change the oil. Yeah. Um, Swap what? the transmissions. <laughs> yeah. Right. A big deal. <laughs> yeah, and I don't do tons of of my own work, but I try to do. If I can do it, I'll do it. Okay. If if I'm super perplexed, I'll if I and I don't have a buddy who really knows how to do it. And I'll just pay to have it done. Yeah. But um, 
you know, oil is so easy, you know, and, and for years I actually paid to have it done. It was so cheap. It's that's the that's where I struggle. Those are my questions mm-hmm. about it. That it is so cheap, mm-hmm. it becomes a matter of like your time. Yeah, and if it's a thing that's hanging over you. Yeah, but it is probably nice to do your own. Well, before when I was owning the business and stuff, and I was doing that, I didn't have the time, and so I yeah. was like, you know what, my time is worth more than saving Ni- the nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I the- think it was like thirty dollars, and and I was like, okay, this is a twenty minute thing. That literally, I go there and I can just like chill for a bit. Oh, 20 minutes when you take it somewhere, not to do it yourself. When I took it somewhere, yeah. 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 <clears throat> but if it if it was me, it would take at least an hour, just because you mm-hmm. fart around in your garage and you you know, yeah, whatever. Then you got jugs of oil you got to do something with. Yeah. So, but then, um, I don't know when when I transitioned and and stopped working for myself, I did have more time, and so I'm like, hey, I could I could do that, you know, and plus oil prices have gone up like like oil change prices so it isn't the 30 bucks anymore so that's what i kind of thought and i i swapped switched over to a synthetic blend Mm -hmm. because my cars are over 20 years old Mm -hmm. right and it would be 50 60 70 bucks every time you go like that's a lot that's worth me some effort and some time to do it but we found now at the dealership where we take the cars they don't even use conventional they use a synthetic blend as their base oil and it's only twenty nine bucks. Oh, geez, and see, so that's a no brainer. That's a no brainer for me. If it was oh, seventy, man. I'd kind of be. Uh, I should go talk to the Chevy dealership and see what they do. And I think that the dealers are using that as an entry point for additional services. Yeah. and I understand that totally. But like, if I'm just going there for my yeah. tire rotation, vehicle inspection, and I got my mechanic at the other place that gives second opinions, and I can get stuff checked out. Yeah, works out well. Huh. So, but I've always wanted to do that, but I don't have the oil filter wrench. Oh yeah, yeah, you got that. That's been my. <laughs> That's the reason. Hiccup. <laughs> I don't know. How also, I don't have those little things that you roll up on. Do you have those? <laughs> the ramps. Yeah. Um, I have this. I do have ramps. See, they're sitting right there. But I also yeah. have a um, like a what are the what's that called? Floor jack. Floor jack. Yeah. I got one of those. And so that's so easy. You just floor jack, put a jack stand under, same on both sides, and that just kind of gets everything flowing down the right direction. I got one of those from a friend. Oh. It doesn't work. Uh, why? I don't know. You twist it, it doesn't work. You twist it, it doesn't work. So, and as you know, mm. they weigh about 140 pounds. Yeah. yeah. So now I got that to deal with. Pretty big paperweight. To yeah. Take to the dump or something. No good. Well, we might look. I don't know if the, the whatever the unit is in there that provides. The little piston. Hydraulic yeah, piston. Hydraulic yeah. piston is blown or, or what, but they're yeah. heavy. But it's nice if you got those tools. If you got the oil filter it's wrench, easy. You got that. Yeah. Get underneath there. Well, plus, um, check I, your suspension. I learned that Lexi needed to change her oil uh, when, and we had one of those conversations, father daughter conversations, where she's like, "My oil light came on again," and she's like, "Something's wrong." <laughs> and I said, "Do you remember how I said you needed to check your oil pretty regularly?" And she goes, "Well, yeah, but that was two months ago." <laughs> <laughs> so is it leaking or burning it or combination? Yeah. It burns oil. And I'm like, okay, that's, yeah, you <laughs> you need to check your oil. Yeah. So I said, I, I tell you what, let's, tomorrow we'll, we'll change oil. So we changed the oil together. I showed her how to do it. She got under there. She, yeah. she did it. It was awesome. And I, 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 I tend to check my oil each time I get fuel. Mm-hmm. And I do that as part of like a basic visual inspection and check yeah. my tire pressure because I'd rather know sooner rather than later. It's also yeah. why I kind of check my gas mileage. If I go from this to all of a sudden I'm getting a fraction of that, I got a problem. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I, 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 I hate to genderize this a little bit, but mm-hmm. like she could also probably just ask any dude giving her gas, like, hey, mm-hmm. can you check the oil for me? Yeah. And it would be a pleasure for them to do it and it would be no big thing. You would hope, right? But. I will say, service stations, gas stations are no longer service stations. They're not full service like no. they used, not like in the drink. Not even closed. Like, it's to the point where, you know, you hop out. You used to get your window washed every once in a while. And now, there'll be, depending on the time of day, if they're not busy, but there have been multiple times recently where there's three or four employees talking, doing nothing. Yeah. I even pump my own fuel because it's diesel. And 
Are you allowed to do that under state law? Yeah, you can do that. Nice. Yeah, because I know how. That is one of my favorite things about traveling to other states. <laughs> other states, yeah. Is Let me it do ain't, it. It ain't no thing yeah. to get gas. You just pull in anywhere, yeah. stick your card, and get your gas on your way. So I'll do that, and then I grab the thing, and I wash my own window. If I was the boss of this place, I'd be like, you never, if you're doing nothing, you never let a customer wash their own window. Yeah. I don't care if you get a tip or no tip. It, but, you do it. But from an employee perspective, yeah. if these people, if this gas station, the owner says, you know, this is your job, this yeah. is what you're doing, the employee's like, well, okay, we got to make this great customer service for all these people. <laughs> They're like, well, Dude. then more people are just going to come and we're going to be busier. Like, I'd rather have that time to stand around, so let's just give some lousy service. Yeah. Hope Dude. they go somewhere else. Do you know why, and I don't have the answer, why in Oregon we still can't pump our gas? Do they think we're going to blow the gas station up? I don't remember. Somebody told me the other, uh, like a few months back, I actually heard, and I don't remember what it was because I was like, is that really the reason? Um, but it was some dumb, dumb reason. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, don't, I, don't I mean, remember. there was a period during the pandemic where you could pump your own. That was a great little time there that we had. Uh, yeah. because And that was the question mark is like, why all of a sudden, can we pump our own gas? Yeah. But before we couldn't. Why can't Oregonians? <laughs> I'm gonna do an experiment. Pump gas. Because I tend to, I tend to always pull the nozzle, put it back, <clears throat> put my cap on, get my receipt, and go before they even notice that my pump is done. Mm-hmm. Next time I go somewhere, I'm just gonna pretend like we're in the pandemic days, and I'm gonna just pump my own gas. See what happens. So, according to this quick Google search I did. Okay. <clears throat> so Oregon is is one of only two states. Oh, 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 new the Garden State, New Jersey. New Jersey, right? Where people can't pump their own gas. Oregon uh first put these rules into place back in 1951. At this time, lawmakers decided that only trained service station workers should be able to pump their own gas. Clearly. Trained. <laughs> Clearly. Highly, <laughs> highly trained yeah. and skilled. We uh, This made more sense at that time since most states had similar rules. Gas station pumps didn't have all the uh, safety features that they do today. Okay. Pumps were also more complicated than an average person uh, was prepared for, to use. Okay. Yeah. So for context, if you were uh, dialing long distance, I don't even care about okay. that. So here, so, here's a, so not my first job because my first job was counting cans mm-hmm. at Danielson Thriftway. <laughs> <laughs> a crappy job, but now that job went that job went away. Now yeah. that job is back. You can get that job oh, today if you want to go like, to work counter? at a bottle drop. Yeah, right. D- it uh, went away. It was the machines. Yeah, because the state was trying to make it as hard as you can to yeah. do that and automate it. So my second and third job was pumping gas. Oh, really? So if I go in and I print that article and it says, "Hey, lay an average man is not qualified <laughs> to pump their gas i've been pumping my i worked in gas stations Bring your resume. since 1994 i was <laughs> i was the manager you'd be like <laughs> i'd be like sir you can't do this. you see this resume <laughs> oh you, you want to know how uh, speaking of that place <laughs> power we we know <laughs> power corrupts Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. it corrupts our mind, it corrupts <laughs> our soul, it corrupts our hearts, all those things. Yeah. When I worked at said gas station, mm-hmm. I was equals with a guy. He got the assistant manager job. Oh no! Turned into a jerk. No way. Yeah. Power play. <clears throat> yeah. So I got out of that business. Oh my gosh, dude, it's a racket. But I'm gonna try that next time. I'll report back to yeah. the listeners. Let me know. Campers. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. So <laughs> guess what else is new? We are now officially YouTubers. We are? We are. We're on YouTube? Yeah. Right now? Right now. Is this live? <laughs> not. This is not live. Can they tune in? <laughs> no. Not yet. So a, a, a while back we talked about dream careers. Yes. Is this you trying to ease your way into <laughs> a career as a YouTuber? I would love to do it. I would did love you, it. I'm too old, I think. Do we have any videos? We have one video. How many times did you say smash that like button and subscribe? <laughs> you guys are going to have to go and watch it. Because you got to you got to you got to smash the like button. Yeah. Click subscribe below. Yeah. And then turn on notifications so that you get a, an email. <laughs> yeah. When we And all those things post have to appear wherever you point. Yeah, lots of fingers Otherwise pointing. Otherwise you just they, look like an idiot. <laughs> they always are delayed a yeah, little bit. Yeah, so delayed. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I have not watched the entirety of our YouTube Shocker. channel. 
<laughs> content there, but I saw a part of it. Yeah. So, so essentially, it is a it's a rundown of the Gerber gear that we're giving away in this gear bundle uh, that someone will win in the month of June. Let me tell you a little bit about it right now. Hey, Breaking Campers. If you've been on the fence about becoming a Patreon supporter, then listen up, because we have something exciting going on. For the month of June, everyone who joins us at any of our supporter levels will also receive a limited edition BCP koozie and be entered into a drawing to win a Gerber Outdoor Gear Bundle. What's the gear bundle? Whoa, some good stuff. It's valued at over 300 bucks. There are a few items for the fishermen, an all-in-one lightweight utensil set, a corkscrew multi-tool, and a made-in-the-USA Gerber folding knife. Well, that's awesome. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I want to win it. Is that cool? Uh, Chad says no. Oh, Chad. Okay, so by becoming a supporting hiker, camper, or angler, you not only help us keep this show going, but you also receive benefits like a BCP supporter sticker, a notepad for your camp checklist, episode shoutouts, and a BCP coffee mug. And this isn't just any mug, but a super sweet stainless steel BCP logo mug. Perfect for your next camp coffee. So visit patreon.com forward slash breaking camp or just Google breaking camp Patreon. You'll find us. Chad set it up like that. Remember, this special promo is going on for the month of June only. So don't miss your chance to win this awesome Gerber gear bundle and get your limited edition bonus stainless koozie. Sure to become your new favorite for keeping your beer, uh, sodas icy cold. And then after you do that, get out there and have some fun. Yeah, so uh, check out our Patreon page, uh, breaking camp, or Patreon.com slash Breaking Camp. Go- uh, just Google Breaking Camp Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, you can do it. And Or um, click the show notes. I also I just want to give a shout out to Ben McKenzie. So he's a Ooh, friend of mine. He yeah. joined a while back. He upped his Patreon. Okay. So he increased All his right. level. Uh, which he now then qualifies for this month's thing. So he's got a great. So shot he's going to get the right bonus now. stuff, the koozie, mm-hmm. yep. sweet. So get in the gear, Gerber gear bundle. Yep, and and so well he'll be yeah he'll be in the drawing in, into the drawing the, for the gear bundle for all the people. So if you want to be in that drawing and you want a piece of, a shot at this gear bundle, uh, you gotta you gotta go to Patreon. And, and we're talking about it a lot because there's a lot of cool stuff in there. If you don't there believe really us. We're on YouTube. Yeah, this isn't um, just me like trying to make it sound cool. I actually love. So we have. Yeah. That's one of the cool parts about this, right? We could be like gear twinsies. We yeah, <laughs> we are gear twinsies basically. <laughs> so here's the cool part: Gerber sent us this stuff. We got some of it too, so we can use it and and talk about it and and you know know if it's you know good or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm honest about it because the there's some stuff that I'm like, you know what? These are good. Because they didn't pay us enough to not be honest not, about it. Yeah, they did not. But like, and I just don't think it's doing anybody a service if yeah. you just lie, right? Right. So like the nippers are awesome. I think they could be sharper. But they're Have you got a file awesome. out or anything? Or I was, I was messing with mine a little bit. Nice. Yeah. So, and they're replaceable blades too. So you, I'm sure that you can sharpen oh, them wow. or upgrade them or whatever. So, um, but these are really, really cool. And like the scissors are rad. The the yeah. um the multi tool that has like the wine the opener wine, or the bar screw yeah, thing, yeah. Is awesome. I use it all the time. All the time. And so and then of course I mean not all the time. You're not using <laughs> it that frequently. I open my mail with it mostly. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but like you know, like there's the little pry tool or whatever, and you'll yeah. just use it for random things. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. So anyway, check I, it it's out. good stuff. So check it out. We'd love to have you on board uh, so we can do some more fun stuff. Um, okay, Aaron. Yeah. You kind of have been teasing <laughs> me a little bit uh, about you. You keep like dropping these hints like, hey, got this new hobby. And you've been a little evasive. I've what? also said it was, I got this weird new hobby. W- yeah. You, what? Which I, I got I got to admit a little I got some red flags going. I mean, most of my hobbies by nature are weird on their own. <laughs> yeah. But when I'm like, this is a weird one. Yeah. So I sent you an email. Okay. You're going to be able to check out some of the things. So I want you to you want click me to on check that. Now? And then, uh, yeah. 
Okay, so this is you guys. This is a basically like me opening a present right now. Oh, yes. So this is. let's see here. So exciting. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can find that same folder too. So so I you want me to open at. this link? Uh, yep. It should open you to a folder of images. You're just gonna click on the first one. I just have now. I just have a list of of uh, just a list of images. Okay, so I'm gonna click on the top one. Okay. Right. Yep. And let me know if this is the one you see. Okay. So I'm gonna click on it. And the first image, yes, it's this okay, guy. Okay, you got this. It's a guy. And he's in a boat. Old. This is an old picture. Oh, okay, yeah. A guy true. in a boat looking at uh, what looks like Mount St. Helens. Because it's uh, flattened. That's. Pr- I would. I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so, so I got this picture of a so guy. So picture kind of looks old timey. Uh huh. Right. Let's look on the next one. Oh, okay. So now I have to go back. You can just click the arrows on the sides. Oh, okay, perfect. All right, now I got a picture of a dory boat yeah. down at what looks like Pacific City. Pacific City, Cape Kiwanda. Another uh, old, older classic. Oh, yeah, all the vehicles are totally like probably What do you 60s, see there on 60s. that orange rig? Uh, I mean, I, what do you mean I see on it? A big rod? On the big, truck in the background. Oh, on the, oh, 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 camper. Camper, vintage camper. Okay, let's look at the vintage next one. Vintage camper. All right, here we go. Next one is okay this is hawaii <laughs> that is hawaii yeah and, and it looks no like actually it's... this is uh this is mexico oh it is okay. this is mexico this is mexico so in 1966 it's a beach um all these people in the 60s with 60s swimsuits on <laughs> and it looks like it's windy it looks windy for sure but yeah. look at those the little umbrellas yeah. they're not even fabric they're made of grasses. oh yeah they're tiki they're like grass yeah tiki uh-huh. hut style yeah. grassy ones okay Okay. Next one is another boat. Classic picture. Again, Classic. Probably 60s, I'm thinking. Yeah, 66. This is 66 in Mexico. Uh, and they're just at a dock. Like yeah. these fancy people, they want to get in this boat. They're going to go for a leisurely little boat ride. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. They look fancy, don't they? They do look fancy. Fancy people. She's got a fancy dress on. She's carrying her purse to a boat. Yeah. You know, he's got his white, everything's white. Everything's he's white. white. shirt, yeah. white pants, white shoes. Look at that. Look at that. Ooh, the wheel on that boat to the left. Though. Oh, yeah. Isn't like cool? the, it's like uh, Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, it's like a little buddy. Turn yeah. the wheel, you know. Okay. So let's go through them a little bit. Okay. What now we we've got a negative. One? Yep. A slide. A slide, okay. I guess. So these have all come from slides. I'm scanning oh. these slides. Oh, I see. And this one is just too small to see. But yeah, you can't really see. So we'll just go to the okay, next, one. next one. Yeah. Okay, another. Oh, cool. <laughs> 60s truck with campers. Is that thing awesome? Camper Look at all those top. windows on that thing. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, two. There's two campers. Two campers. This is like, this must be, I'm envisioning this being like, these are brand new campers <clears throat> in early 1970. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm really loving these pickups. So they're classic. Aren't they awesome? Yeah. Okay, so we got so now we've got a snow one. picture camper again. I mean, um, this dude's got his little dog in a sweater. This, it, it's not a man's dog. No, but, it's I mean, not. it is camping in the snow. Yeah. with a dog. Right. Things I'm kind of into. Yep. Okay. Next one, same thing. Snow picture, snow camping. They're hooking up a trailer. Makes to me a, think I need a little army trailer to the back of the camper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From a gear. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dude's wearing oh, and I will say this to go back to that. They're okay. wearing blaze orange hats. This is their hunting, like hunting trip, actually. Camp, right? This is hunt camp. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Um These are the kind of jacks we had on our original camper when I was a kid. The little crank. Okay, so there's another camper and it's got those bottle jacks that yeah. you just yeah. Um dude holding a styrofoam cup of probably coffee or something. Coffee oh, I'm kick. sure it's coffee. <laughs> Looks like it's snowing. Yeah. Um, oh, here's a picture of the camp like bar, the camp, mixing table. Camp bar. Oh, look at the milked <laughs> glass. Okay, so milk glass is one of my like Amy and me. We collect milk glass mugs, and there's a few of those in this picture which I like. Um, but they've got some. They got some some liquor. So this, this is table. 72 to 74. But see that cooler, Playmate. I have that cooler. That's Dude. my fish cooler. Yeah, the red, the, the red and white Playmate cooler. Yeah, so I have one I just bought, but it's it's black and yellow. Black and I yellow. Think. I saw it. It's yeah. kind of got the what's that? It looks like uh, go, uh, armor or something. It's diamond uh, plate. Diamond plate. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So okay. then we got the next one. We we got a fire going, right? Fire. Blaze orange. More blaze orange. But look at that wood pile. 
wood pile. They are they are amply supplied. Quality wood pile, and they burned that fire so long that the snow's all melted. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's no there's no uh, snow around there. And then just a picture of a snowfield. Just a snowfield uh, with the tree. So I have been collecting and purchasing and hoarding mm-hmm. people's old vacation slides that they sell at estate sales. And I don't know these people from Jack, you know? Weird. <laughs> hey, you went on vacation? Can I can I see? But you can you can pick these up for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You can imagine why. Yeah, you can. <laughs> but you can A, you can sell these then in lots on eBay. For, so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But I love them because I go through and I scan them. Mm-hmm. And they are of Northwest Travels. There's camping. There's hunting. The first one that I kind of bought was this huge box of probably 1,500 slides. Wow. And they're all in boxes labeled for their vacations. They had gone to India, wow. France, Venezuela, all over the world, South America, hmm. in the early 70s. And they wow. were just selling them. How, okay, so... Is it appropriate to ask what a box of slides might go for? Is it? Well, I, they wanted two bucks a slide per slide. Two bucks a box, a box. which is thirty-six to fifty or oh, something. Okay. And so then I said, "How much if I buy all of them?" And I got them for like almost half that. Wow, that's crazy. So I got a ton of them, and I like them because a I like film photography, yeah. and so I like the yeah. vintage feel of it. I also like, I personally take a lot of pictures, and so I like the way that a photo can capture the essence of a time and place that you have been at, right? Like I look Mm -hmm. at something from a trip I've gone on Mm -hmm. and I'm instantly taken back to the way I felt Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So I can do that through these slides and all these places across the world in a different time of people that I don't know. And then my mind like spins a story of what is going on and who these people are. So. Dude, I don't want to brag or anything. Okay. You have old slides? No. How much? How much? I'll buy. I'll take them all. I just knowing this hobby and how niche it is, and just like you're gonna love the birthday present I got you. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. That's all okay, I'm gonna say. Okay. I'm like, oh, I think I like this. So anyway, interesting. But um. Yeah, I, I this is some def- people think that's weird, and I uh, the the I was you talking. mean they think it's weird because like for, from a creepy way or or well hey like why why would you want these old pictures of these people you don't know mm-hmm. right so like but I'm using them in a way to fuel imagination yeah and to appreciate you know a different a place I can't go to now like I can't go yeah. to I have pictures of the Taj Mahal from 1969. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I could go to the Taj Mahal. I can't today because you. I don't think you can get there. Uh, yeah. But like, I could go, and it's not going to be the experience it was in 1969. Yeah. And I can capture a little bit of that through these images. Well, not only that, but the nostalgia that goes along with it. Um, some of these things, you know, you just you can't find anymore. Yeah. You know, and and for like I was saying, oh man, there's milk glass. Uh, cup like mugs on this table mm-hmm. on that same table is an old vintage seven up bottle of course it's not vintage then yeah. then there's pepsi bottles down below um all of the beer cans on the table are the pull tab tops mm-hmm. if you didn't notice that yeah this just i love old packaging of stuff so well i will keep that in mind for when i scan through this because i've only gone through probably 50 of 1500 oh right on so i got two different sets from two different estate sales and i never Mm-hmm. Like I like my own photos. I don't yeah. really. I guess I do look at other people's photos, but I was never really excited to see like these slides. Yeah. But it can be. I I feel in a people think it's creepy or weird in a way that like the family like grandpa Grandpa Bob dies. Nobody wants his memories. Let's sell them for three bucks. Right. Right. Like those were probably a really big thing in this person's life because yeah. they put so much time and energy and money into creating them packaging them and the boxes that i have them in are to go into a specific slide projector mm-hmm. i have a slide projector that's on a ro- a round oh, yeah, one you this know is the slide one these are the ones that like you put it in and yeah. it does it in a different way so i don't have those i can pull these out and put them in my projector hmm. um but it is kind of sad in that like somebody spent a lot of time effort money prepared these right like these yeah. are probably used to sit around the living room when they got back and invite over the neighbors. Let's oh, yeah. come check out the photos from our trip. Yeah. And like, they're just discarded today. Yeah. Well, and, and you nailed it. These took a lot of work to do. Like we take for granted, 
how easy it is to to have pictures yeah. anywhere. And I c- was contrasting that in my mind with how easy it is today. There's no effort. Yeah. There's no None. cost. There's no limitations on film. There's nothing. Right? You go somewhere, you take 400 pictures. Yeah. But what do we do with them? For the most part, we do nothing, nothing. with them. Yeah. Or eventually, maybe you're like, man, I'm frustrated. My phone memory is full. So then you delete a bunch of pictures. Yeah. And the whole, the, it, it's like, there's, there's kind of that balance of like, well, it's kind of fun to go through those old pictures, mm-hmm. but then it takes forever, right? Yeah. And so anyway, it's it's just funny because it's like, well, why don't I just dump these into a remote hard drive yeah. or in the iCloud or whatever, yeah. you know, and then I'm fine, you yeah. know, but it's it just and doesn't go somewhere. But like they won't live on, they really. Won't. It's uh, like if you your phone craps out and you don't have them, they're all gone. Yeah. You don't have negatives. Um so I like uh, I like making prints for people. I like sharing stuff as holiday gifts. Mm-hmm. There's a tremendous number of like photo books that you can curate now through a lot of like yeah. online providers yeah. that are really easy drag and drop and you add some text and stuff. So I encourage that and I like like you take a trip and you come back and you print a little thing online and it yeah. costs you twenty bucks and all of a sudden you have a photo album yep. of your adventure, That's your vacation, your graduation, whatever. Years ago when Instagram was kind of new, there was a company that you could just take your photos and then have a booklet made or mm, whatever. And they'll they'll yeah. send you little like square photos. And Amy did that. And I thought that was super cool. And we've, we mm-hmm. still have a bunch of them yeah. and we just hang them up around the house or whatever, but they're little. And, um, so this is very similar to that. And, but it's like, these are the, the original style. Like, this, this is how you would do it back yeah. then. And I like how like the most of the pictures aren't framed very good, and they're just sort of yeah. off a little bit. I just kind of <laughs> did just... nothing but straight scan them in. Yeah, I like, but that's kind of cool about it, you know. Yeah, I really like the color of the film in those uh, Cape Kiwanda pictures and the Mexico picture or South uh-huh. America pictures. Yeah, those are it's just cool. So that's pretty neat. But like taking like you did with that photo book, doing something like that that in twenty, thirty, fifty years, yeah. like you can look back on. Nobody's going to be like, where's that phone I had in 2020 to dig through? Oh, I don't have a charger. Right. Images are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And so, hmm. but it's the convenience, you know, we, we don't have any barriers to do it. And so it doesn't take much effort. So it becomes worth really not that much. I love just to wrap this up or whatever, but I love the first picture of the guy he's fishing. So we'll have to put at least one of these oh, or, yeah. or some on Instagram put a couple of these. because there's this picture, this beautiful like mountain in the background, beautiful trees, beautiful lake. The guy's fishing. He's totally turning around, not looking at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and so they snap the shot, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, hey, Bill, look at me for a second. You know, like that's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, oh, I was looking man. at people over there camping on the lake. So awesome. I'll have to find out where. I think that said it was Lost Lake. But not oh. like Lost Lake in Central Oregon. Is that Bachelor? No. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. There's a Lost Lake over there. Maybe so. maybe we could put it up and people would, can guess. Oh, yeah. So so that's my new weird, super weird hobby. That's fun. That I really enjoy. That is um, a little bit. I, would, I wouldn't I would say it's weird. I just think it's it's vi- like nobody else. You don't have a lot of competition. <laughs> I don't have many friends that would be like, oh, I do that too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so. so all right. Well, like let's uh let's go to the camp cooler here. Cool. Oh man, I'm thirsty. Well, while you prepare yours that you're gonna open, I'm gonna talk about what I had the other day. I had a I was at a a little birthday party thing in a growler place, and I had a habanero lime cider. Ooh. I wish I knew where it was from, but I like a cider that has a mix of hot and spicy and sweet, not just regular old fruit flavored. Yeah. So I'm not drinking anything worthwhile today, but that's my camp cooler. But I did get one uh, that I have in the fridge at the house, and so I'll be able to take that camp in one of these days. And so it's like a little crowler, I guess. Is that what they call a can? Oh, yeah. A big can. It's like a big thing. can. They yeah. seal it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Got really that cool. as a gift, so. Um, I am drinking everybody's brewing three sport day, three sport day, uh, lifestyle Pilsner is what they call it. Mm. And I think it's more of like a session. It's very light. Uh, it's not going to put you down. Right. Uh, I see. So it's like a three beer morning 
into a three sport day. <laughs> Maybe pills, super light. <laughs> I haven't tried that that version yet. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I picked this up the other day. I think we were camping or something like that, and I was I took it with us, and there's some leftover. But it's good. I just I like pilsners. I've been on a kick for a while on pilsners. And you um, call it a pilsner or a pills? Well, it's a pilsner. What do you call it? Pilsner. Okay. Yeah. You don't abbreviate it? I mean, I have time, you know, like I can say the whole word. I'm not in a rush. But like if you want some <laughs> chips and salsa and yeah. that green stuff, what are you ordering? Guacamole. Okay, good. Yeah. Like chips and guac, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know either. I it's uh I'm of you. Like I'm with you. I'm not. In, you have yeah. plenty of time to say the whole <laughs> yeah, word. Like, yeah, I feel like a lot of times when people do that, they're tr- they they may not be. Yeah. But my impression, the way it lands with me, is you're just trying to sound cool. Yeah. Oh, you you, you can't just bring yourself you, to say you the say whole this word. so many times yeah. that you got to shut it down. I just down, can't pills, shorten it pills. down. Oh, look, my tongue pills. just gets so tired. Now, if you were a bartender, <laughs> it might be appropriate to be like, "You right. want a pills? You want an IPA? You're not saying." Would you like an I, an India Pale Ale? I do say IPA Pilsner. because that's become the word, right? IPA. Um, IPA. <laughs> you want an IPA or a P-I-L-S? Well, like it's to me, it's like, would you like a lager or or would like you wouldn't call it a log? No. You know, I don't know. That's weird. That um, is weird. But there, well, there's um, I think there's uh, uh the re- the reason that we think of pills because I think somebody bottles something and they call it whatever pills mm. um and so they just shorten it i don't know so how's that one i like it it's very it's just it, it kind of suits the name like or the name suits it it's light um the thing i like about some pilsners you can kind of almost get like a honey mm, a little bit of a honey thing aftertaste or whatever <clears throat> and there's no honey in it but i don't know i just like them they're good huh. and uh um, I would love to, like I've had, we used to have, um, neighbors in happy Valley that are from Czech Republic. And so they would bring back like, um, Czech var, which is Czech var and Budvar is like the original, like, I think Czech var is the same. No, it's a different company. Budvar is Budweiser. The hmm. original recipe for Budweiser came from Budvar, the brewing brewery hmm. in Czech Republic. And um, they basically, uh, Budweiser stole it, brought it here. It's the American way. And they finally <clears throat> lost in court. Oh. Uh, after all of these generate or like uh, decades, whatever. Uh, and, but they, they can still make Budweiser, but they can't sell Budweiser in, in over there. Oh. Okay. So, so anyway, it was one of those things of like, dude, you really did steal our stuff. So, anyway. Um, hmm. it's the, one of the very few times where, where Bud, uh, Anheuser-Busch lose, has lost, right? Cause they just buy up everything. Yeah. And, um, uh, so I like hearing stories like that, but, 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 um, anyway, our neighbors went back to visit family and they brought me like two of these beers and they are delicious. Hmm. So good. Just a light pills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pilsner. Lager. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So that's what I got. Well, good. I did get to one other thing while we're here at the Camp Cooler. I got mm-hmm. to th- throw down. I was asked for some camp advice by f- by my friend Ashley yeah. here in town. Uh-huh. Uh, I told her about the podcast. Who knows if she'll ever listen to this? But she's like, she was going camping. Mm-hmm. But because of something, whether it was COVID or fires or wherever they were going to go, it was closed. So they're just doing it in somebody's property. Okay. Right? I was like, okay, that's better than not camping. Sure. Right? Yeah. She's like, do you have any tips for me going camping? I had to think. <laughs> you go tips? Oh, I, said, I got catalogs of tips. I said, I uh, here's here's what the advice I gave her. Take plenty of ice yeah. and have plenty of firewood. There you go. You know, what's the harm in having some extra of those two things? But it's a sure, pain, sure is a pain if you run out. Yeah. So that sounds was the advice. Sounds I gave like her. a sticker or a t-shirt to me. It would be great, right, if every time we went out hiking, we were the only one out there. <laughs> sure. The solitude, yeah. the beauty, right. 
There'd be no poop bags from other dogs. Except for our own. Well, we carry those and pick them up, you know. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you know, there's other people out there, so we're yeah. sharing the trail. Yeah. I started thinking, I'm always confused. If I got a group size of X, do I go to the side if it's a single hiker? If I'm going uphill, downhill, what if we're flat? Yeah. I never know. So I'm always like yielding right away. Okay. Which is makes for a slow hike. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're on some busy trails. So I started looking into this, you know, what are the etiquettes? Okay. Oh, what are what are the commonly agreed upon sort of ways? When, who should step to what side? So here's what I found. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about a few things. All right. Hikers going uphill or downhill have the right of way. What would you think? I would guess. Okay. Downhill has right of way. Oh, it's actually uphill has the right of way. Really? And I believe that that's because you, if you're going uphill, like it takes a little bit more momentum. Okay. To be going. So you step to the side if you're going downhill. Mm-hmm. Here's the way that when I read this that I started thinking about this. Most of the times when it comes to a passing lane on the mm-hmm. on the road mm-hmm. is on uphill. Yeah. Right? Because then yeah. cars aren't going 112, right? Passing you downhill. Right. right. Like they're forcing you to pass on the uphill. Yeah. So you have the right of way going uphill. Okay. Because you have the most effort going into it. Yeah. If you were to step to the side, you'd have to build back up your momentum. Okay, sure. So that kind of makes sense, right? I see that. Um, Bicyclists yield to hikers and horses and other pack stock. Uh, Say what? Pack stock. Other pack stock. Pack stock. Like, for example, a water buffalo, (laughs) a mule, (laughs) a donkey. Oh, a goat. Some people hike with goats. Dude, I want to hike. So my you friends. You got goats. My, I do have goats. My friends um, had the same kind of goats that I have. And they remind took, me of what specific type of mini min pig, pygmy <laughs> something. Mine are, well, they're actually a cross, but it's a Nubian cross with a Nigerian dwarf, I think. Okay. Is what it is. But one of them is more, much more Nubian. And so we want to breed into that Nubian line. Okay. Anyway. But, yeah, so they're kind of, the Nubians are more a little more taller, lankier uh, goats. And um, that's, the Nubians is what my, my friends from Colorado, they, they used to live here. They grew up, they raised their family here. They've okay. since moved to Colorado. Well, they used to take their goats in their car to go hiking all the time. In their car? Yeah. Like in the back seat? Yes. Wow. I think they had like a Subaru, and they would put them in the way back. Okay. And dude, I'm can, I'm like, can you imagine the mess and the chaos of mm. goats going in a car? But they're like so, like if they were used to that, I guess they would probably just be cool with it. Yeah, like if you'd been putting them in the car since they were babies, yeah. they would just lay down and go to sleep. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Huh. And so they were like, I'm like, okay, I'm talking to them, my mind's blown, I'm like, but you guys, mayhem would break out in every parking lot, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it was, it was nuts. <laughs> so that firebox stove guy yeah. hikes with his goats. He goes backpacking oh, yeah. and does trips, and he has goats. That's right. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, I did, too. I, they I seem was kind of manageable. Yeah. Llamas, alpacas, uh, yeah. donkeys, water buffaloes. I'm going to keep saying that. Dude, what's, that's because not true. That wow. can't be true. Internet says so. Internet, internet never lies. Read it on the internet. Must be true. No, no, no. I watched a YouTube about it. <laughs> oh, hey, I got this link from my uncle. You did? Yeah, it's fact. <laughs> um. Anyway, so bicyclists yield to hikers and horses okay. and other pack stock, which kind of makes sense. Makes right? sense. I would yield to a horse. Also, too, I think part of this is if you're on a bike or you're on something trail running, you need to have a little bit more spatial awareness in terms of line of sight, corners and yeah, stuff, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. you, uh, when you're trail running, you uh, you naturally are because you're going to be more likely to be injured if you hit somebody or something. Yeah. But on a bike, sometimes you can kind of fly around. If you're not paying attention, you come around something. So that's... Tear into some other people. So you want to be careful of line of sight. Okay. Yielding to hikers. So if you're on a bike... 
you're going to slow down and step to the side, let the hikers. I would think being on a bicycle on a hiking trail would be the most frustrating thing in the world. Yeah, I think that's why people primarily tend to go to areas that are designated for yeah. the recreational type they're yeah. trying. But there are some mixed-use trails mm-hmm. that people use with all different types of travel. Yeah, I just can't imagine. Like, you, I would think that you'd kind of want to go kind of quick. And, and actually, on a bicycle, you're going fast. Like, we, you'll see here. How do I say this? You don't feel like you're going as fast as you're going, mm. right? Yeah. And and because you're in control and everything feels good and you're comfortable or whatever. But like to a walker, to a hiker and everything, that's flying, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then we have hikers. Bikers and hikers are both yielding to horses and other pack stock. I would think, yeah, everything yields, especially to a horse, because horses are psycho, mm-hmm. and they think everything is going to kill them, and yeah. right, and and so, dude, I wouldn't want because you guys do some equestrian activities in your family, right? A little bit, yeah. Uh, Liza's been riding lately, and um, Lexi rode when she was a kid, little, and um, yeah, and that's what we had learned is that literally everything it could be. A rapper from a popsicle blowing across their arena, hmm. would they will freak out and think that that thing will kill them. Which direction do horses kick? Back, side. I think it's it, well back for sure, but they okay. can go kind of a little bit to the side. So you don't want to really stand. So what this says is slowly. If you're hiking, hikers yield to horses and other pack stock, such as water buffalo. Mm-hmm. Slowly and calmly step off to the downhill side of a trail. So, so the, you are. So you're not a predator. You're, not you're looking a little more submissive, yep. right? Yeah. They're remaining dumb. Which I don't love. <laughs> um, if you approach from behind, calmly announce your presence and intentions. Like, Hello, so Mr. The, Horse. Mr. Horse. I am. Cal- <laughs> I'm calm. I'm over here hiking. I'm. I'm submissive. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, make yourself known. Do things like uh, you encounter other hikers or trail users. Uh, you know, say hello or head nod. Hello, uh, Hello, I'm Bryce. My blood type is, you yes. know, like that kind of thing. Find me at www.breakingcamp. <laughs> Here's my business card. Yep. <laughs> hey, stop running. I'm trying to make myself Hello, known. Hello, I'm making myself known. <laughs> Don't you know I'm on YouTube? <laughs> because this helps create a friendly atmosphere on the trail. <laughs> if you approach other trail users from behind, uh, announce yourself friendly, calmly. You know, kind of like ringing the bell if you have. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's what those are for. Yeah. Oh man. Bring, bring. Which takes the cool factor to the basement. Yeah. Like, like this, not cool at all. The bell. Yeah. I like the bell. Yeah, you would say that. I got a cruiser. <laughs> I, mean, I got a cruiser. Well, that's different. Oh, that's like. But you, you're not. You're talking if I'm like hardcore mountain biking with my elbow. Balance. Right. Right. Ring, <laughs> ring. If you ring a bell, guaranteed, you're like, look at me, ha ha. ha. You know, like ring bling. a bell, and I have the little uh, streamers, streamers coming out the handlebars. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about a beach cruiser. That's the only kind of bike I like to ride. That's what I got as a beach cruiser. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this will be the summer to do some bike packing. I doubt it. I doubt it. Not for I me. Got the camper. I can't fit all that stuff on my bike. When you bought that bike, I was like, <laughs> I we'll see how much you ride that. We didn't get very far. <laughs> well, it's like a it's like a classic car. You don't want to put a ton of miles on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you called it. You said it was a gravel bike. Gravel bike, which is like I've never heard of that. I rode it around. We did take the bikes when we went camping over off the Metolius, and uh-huh. we took the hardtail mountain bike that Cora got, and the gravel bike that I have, which is like a ten speed with beefier wheels, you know. Okay. And uh, I rode mine. I'd ridden twenty six miles up the mountain. I went to Brightwood and then back the day before on the bike. Wow. Yeah, we rode to Brightwood, taking the back way up Marmot. All yeah. the way through up there, and it is steep as can Terrible. be. So I rode that. hadn't ridden a bike in two years. Oh, right? yeah. Took the bikes the, the a couple days later, and I got on it, and oh. I was like, "I am sore." Ouch! I didn't realize how sore I am because nothing was jarring me around in my <laughs> regions. But I rode it on that, and I rode one little loop, and I'm like, oh, "This is going back on Dunsies. the rack." 
Yeah. The hardtail was really nice. That's a great bike. So I'm encouraging Cora to get a full suspension bike so that then I can ride the hardtail. Yeah. That would I, I think full suspension would be kind of a fun experience. It's very squishy. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. So, hmm. yeah. So I, this was important for me to look up because I was feeling like I was constantly, I never knew who it has right away. Right. So I, by default, would step to the side, always, oh, come on through, come on through. Nice. Trying right. to be nice. But it takes a long time. So I looked this up. So now I can remember if you're going, which way, hiker, hiker, who has right away? Right away if you're going up. Going uphill. Yep. Mm-hmm. What about bikers and hikers? Bikers always yield to hikers. Yeah, and trail runners, same sort of and thing. And trail runners, yep. yeah. And then if you're on a horse, like you are king of the forest. Yeah, trail. pretty much. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, if you have... Other people step to the side. Yeah. If your you horse just poops. You don't have to... What was it? Water buffalo. Water buffalo. Water buffalo. I would love to see. <laughs> Do you remember what the name of that video was? It man, Guy on a Buffalo? I think it's called Guy on a Buffalo. Uh, you guys Google it. It's crazy. It's awesome. It's super corny. Guy on a buffalo. Guy yep. on a buffalo. Bears, Indians, and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Orphans, cougars, and whatnot. So they're great. Great classical things. So that got me thinking, like, that thing is so huge, but people use them as pack animals. So you yep. got to get some custom. What kind of pack would you get for your goat? Are you thinking, like, a colorful Amazon one? Or are you thinking, like, a canvas hand-sewn one that, that you guys make with <laughs> oh. some... Make with some straps you have laying around and some buckles. It would be cool if it was kind of Peruvian looking, right? Yeah. Because it would be like, that's how, that's who started this whole thing, right? Like South America, you got the um, alpacas and llamas mm-hmm. and stuff down there. I, I think it'd be sweet to have like wool, you know, bags. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I like them to be colorful. I, you know, I think that'd be neat. Okay. So. I'm I'm envisioning kind of like an army surplus sort of canvas. Yeah, bags. be kind of cool. Kind of the flappy top with uh-huh. the, like a leather. Yep. Uh, yep. Buckle. Yep. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. gonna do some. I guess it would be last weekend, but it's gonna be this weekend. We're gonna do we're going camping. I'm got I've got craft time. I got all my supplies, you, just like you did when you went Memorial Day. Dude, you got some crafts. I actually, you know, I did that defensively. Right. I was doing that for just a, the bored teenagers that, that might be there. Yeah. And I actually enjoyed it as much or more than them. I don't think I ever saw the finished products. I know. I did Well, you? we did those like those sun pictures where you would put the paper in the sunlight. Yeah. And mine didn't turn out very good. I was trying to get super fancy. And it was the first time I'd ever do it. I haven't okay. done it. And so you have to expose the paper long enough. And, um, you know, it's like <clears throat> if the sun isn't super high in the sky. Yeah. It's less intense, mm. all those kinds of things. So, but anyway, I, it, I mean, it was afternoon, so I felt like it was pretty bright and it would have worked fine, but. Didn't I, you like put them on, put it on the truck or something like that in, in the sun? Uh, I, I had mine on a chair, on a camp chair. And then I just like picked up the camp chair and like set it in the sun. Oh. But I had put like sp- pine needles and like a rock and all these things to make it look like there was like this lake scene. And mm-hmm. these trees on the side framing the picture in. And and then the sun never moved, right? And I tried to make it look like through dust, sprinkling dust on the paper, that oh. there was like the sun reflect, reflection on the water. Yeah. But it was really hard to do, and I didn't know what I was doing. And so I'm like, I don't know if this will turn out or That's not. That's like the one time I sat down, I was like, I'm going to paint a fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like That's you didn't know what you were doing. Well, like, there's one thing to just draw a fish, yeah, right, and have zero expectations for what, just have fun in it doing it, and yeah. then being like, oh, all these people that are fish artists and yeah. do like the intricate little dots and beads of colors in three different rings, <laughs> yeah, I got bored like three beads in, <laughs> and they make it very far. <laughs> yeah, this fish it's just got big eyes because got, it's like some detail around the head, and then nothing. Yeah, because your piece of art sounded very. Um, aggressive well but it was all of my energy done and then i didn't want to do it again oh so it was it was kind of like what you're saying that's very much me i'm all in and then i'm all out i'm over it yeah like something else let's go to something new and that unfortunately has taken me a lot of years to realize and admit that amy Mm. has been right all along about these kinds of things 
um, like brewing beer. I used to do that and I was all nerding out about it. No, I know so much about that stuff. I just don't ever do it anymore. I would like to do it. I just don't yeah. do it. And she's like, you just enjoy the studying and the learning part. You do it. You get kind of a little bit proficient at it. And then you move to the next thing. Yeah, you just want to try yeah. something new. I was like, no. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> I've had to come to realize that exact same thing. Like yeah. I can come out 150 miles an hour mm-hmm. and then just pizzle out. Yeah. Cause real he, fast. Because what happens is, if you're like me, I got to buy all the gear. I got to mm-hmm. get the stuff because I'm doing this now. I'm doing it. <laughs> right. And she's like, oh, until you don't want to do it. And then you got this stuff and you've spent all this money on this thing. And I'm like, well, who cares? Like life is meant to be lived. Right. And <clears throat> but the one thing I don't I don't get tired of is fishing. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that it just kind of yeah. so far I haven't. I'm trying to wear it out and it doesn't. Yeah. Work. <laughs> it's like fishing for me. Yeah. Photography for me. But most of the other things I'm super into it. Bunch of gear. Yeah. It's like I heard a guy describe it one time as like a bullet being shot underwater. <laughs> Comes out super fast. And like you see the slow motion video. Yeah. And it's going and then it just pizzles out. <laughs> it goes to the end of the down. pool. <laughs> yep. So. That's funny. Cool. But yeah, so I'll have some arts and crafts. Maybe I'll put some pictures up. I'm really looking forward to it. They're super practical, but yeah. also artsy. Because I, I was looking to buy the things, and they were like, gonna be, it was going to be 100 bucks to buy a couple of them. Wow. I bought all the supplies to make like six of them for like 25 bucks. Is this a surprise, or is this, uh, can you talk about it? Uh, yeah, it's not for you. Yeah, I'm but sorry, it's not. I know surprise. that. I didn't know if you didn't want Cora to know or something. Oh, no, she knows. We're going to be making climbing rope uh, dog leashes. Oh, cool. So climbing rope dog leashes and the way that you get those to bind in the area. So I was going to ask you about that because your leash is awesome. Yeah, we bought that one, but that was like 35 bucks. Yeah. Right? And so what I was looking at is the ones for the dogs in the rigs. We have him in a harness and then he's clipped in, right? So like if we got in an accident, there's not a 100-pound weight projectile at us but i don't really have we don't have any great spots to anchor him in the vehicle Mm. so what i got was i got i have old climbing rope Mm -hmm. and then i have wax canvas thread Mm -hmm. and the way that you kind of uh make a loop out of that climbing rope is to take the wax canvas thread through and then loop it around through loop it around so it's like wax canvas thread which is super heavy duty mm-hmm. but you're sticking it through the two climbing ropes yeah through and then both of them cinching so it around it. binding yeah. it yeah and that really s- binds it together and then on one end you just put like a typical sort of dog collar clip yeah right and then on the other end you can buy i don't know if you knew these are a thing but you can buy bottle openers yes that clip into your seat belt things in your car really you know like you go to put on a seat belt like you get in your car yeah and you're moving your car from camp spot to boat ramp, and your car starts going ding, ding, oh, ding. You put the ding. things in. I see. So you just put it's, that thing in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, but those are to, to fool it. To fool it, right? But yeah. you don't. You're not actually wearing the seatbelt because you're getting out. You got to back up. <laughs> you got to get back in. You got to move the rig, right? Yeah. So I've had some of those for other purposes like that, and mm-hmm. I, I don't do it when I drive. Like when I drive on roads, I'm wearing a seatbelt. Yeah. But like under ten miles an hour. Yeah. Campsite, dirt road, whatever. Um, but I had some of those, and so we're going to use those and anchor those to climbing ropes. Oh, I see. To For put the dog actually into the seatbelt clip, because oh. that's going to hold better yeah. than just being on some piece of plastic. That's cool. So hmm. we're going to make some of those. That's fun. They call it a they call it the leash we're going to make, an urban leash, because it's like six foot. Yeah. It has the standard loop to hold onto on the end, but it also has a handle right at the dog. Yeah. So you can grab it and hold it. Like I have a leash people. like that. And the the I think that the handle is in too it's too far back. Mm. And and so is the end of the leash. It's like too long of a leash. Mm. And so everything needs to move forward. Like you're saying, like right yeah. at the right at the buckle. There needs yeah. to be a handle. And then I think almost like six feet is just a little long. Six know. feet's a little long. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Anyway. My preference. I mean, it's enough room to let the dog just kind of take off on you. Yeah. Which you don't really like, want nope, anyway. You're supposed like to be right here. Four feet is probably long enough. Yep. So. Huh. Right on. That's well, cool. Uh, that's been dog talk. Dog talk. Woof, woof. Um, what do you think? Are we? <laughs> did we cover it? I think we did. Uh, ask us your adequate questions. Have you ever had a trail encounter? 
that isn't covered by uh, was there another pack animal that we didn't mention like a pack zebra a pack <laughs> giraffe a pack cat a pack cat pack cat i don't ever want to run into a pack cat no that feels like it'd be a mountain cat yeah yeah i don't want that uh well hey listen so, like good. we said at the top of the show um check out our patreon we'd love to have you along and here's the reason we want to do more fun things this is not something that we feel like we're ever going to make a million bucks on we just want to have a bunch of fun hey if we happen to make a million bucks in the process fine we're not going to rule it out but but this we we want to have fun <laughs> with you guys which means we would love to do some fun things like uh, develop a, a little bit of a store where we could have shirts yeah. or stickers. We've Bandanas. Some, yeah, just all kinds of things. It could be dog accessories. It could yeah. be, you know, camp things that, that we would love to to bring to you. And again, it, it's just for fun and, and you know, it's, I don't know. Helps us stay excited, keep doing this, and we yeah. can get some shirts or some koozies. Fresh. And so yeah. we thank you all for the Patreon supporters that have joined us thus far. If uh, you want to look at joining us, you can click on the show notes, click on the Patreon link, Google it, whatever. Find it however people find stuff on the internet. Yeah. I don't need to tell people how to Google. No, you guys know what's up. Thanks for listening. Follow us on our socials. Subscribe, leave us a review, and most importantly, share us with uh, a friend of yours. Um, You can call us at 503-427-8743. Leave us a message. Ask us a question. Maybe we can use it as a topic. We're always looking for good topic ideas. And most importantly, get outside and have some fun. 